everyone, it's Lacey Scholes from VH1's Rock of Love. And this is Talk of Love, the new podcast. This isn't just reality, this is real life. Hey everyone, it's Lacey motherfucking Skulls, and this is Talk of Love, episode 37. Starting to turn into a cougar. <laughs> We're going to be suddenly attracted to much younger, hotter podcasts. Um, so, welcome you guys. As you can see, I am celebrating Halloween. Halloween is definitely one of my favorite seasons, so I'm like, I'm so excited that finally we can do all the Halloween decorations and... Um, Unfortunately, it's like 95 degrees still here in Las Vegas. So we're not quite there yet, but I figured if I can like at least bust out like, you know, the jack-o'-lanterns and I got my little my little bat wing necklace here. So um, get into the whole spirit of things. Um, so I want to talk to you guys about Chance's new show. I was wondering if any of you have had a chance to check that out yet. So I got to say, I personally am a really big fan of Chance. I always loved watching him on all these shows. He's such a character. He's so funny. He has such a gigantic personality and he has absolutely no filter whatsoever, which is like my favorite part of him. And um, yeah, I, I I loved him on I Love New York and I watched um, all the shows he did after that, Real Chance of Love. And so when I found out that he's got his own show on uh, Zeus, which I guess is a, a relatively new streaming service, um, I went and checked it out. Um, I don't really know much about it, but it was like three or four bucks to... Um, to, uh, you know, sign on and get to watch all these shows, no commercials. So like, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm super, I'm super proud of Chance. His new show is called One More Chance. And it's a very similar uh, way of, um, you know, the, the, the same format as all the other I've Love shows. Basically, is he's living in a house with a bunch of women and deciding who, you know, matches with him. Maybe it could be a potential mate. So we, we know how it goes. But it, it's such a great format. One of those things like if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'm really, really glad they are revisiting that specific format. It's just, it's so much fun. It's like, you know, a good nostalgia thing too. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of Chance. I, I'm super stoked for him. And I was excited to watch the first episode. So I, I did watch it the other night and um, I have some thoughts <laughs> that I would like to share with you guys. So I, Overall, I thought it. I thought it, he did a great job. I mean, he he is hilarious. Um, I thought the cast was interesting. It was beautifully shot. Did you guys notice that the way that they shot that? It almost looks like a film. Like the music is really great. The it, it's it's the shots are beautiful. Everybody looks amazing. The house looks gorgeous. Like it's really well done. It, it's produced really really well. So um, there's a lot of great elements to it. A lot of the cast is funny. Chance is funny. There's one aspect of it though that is really bothersome to me and and it it disappoints me and it really to be honest it bums me out and I'm I'm shocked that they went there with this. My personal perspective is that there is a lot happening in the first episode that to me comes across as um transphobic. And so essentially he has all these different women in the house and all different types of women and then he has one trans woman. And I don't know if Chance knew that there was going to be a trans woman there or not. My guess is that he didn't know, but I can't say that for sure, but that's just my guess. Um, it's really not fair to Chance or to the trans woman to do that because 
it's just creating a recipe for disaster. I mean, I mean, look, we're all attracted to who we're attracted to. Some of us like, you know, men, some of us like women, some of us like both, some of us like black people, some of us like white people, some of us like Asians, you know, who we are sexually attracted to, who we are romantically attracted to, that is something that cannot be helped. Now, how we treat everybody, that's a whole different story, but let's just keep it about romantic attraction, okay? So if, if there is people in the house if, if you're the bachelor and these are people that you're not attracted to, the, nothing's going to change that. You're, you're into what you're into for the most part. That's usually how it is. And, and then usually nothing can change that. That's just what you're into. So um, I don't know if Chance knew that there was going to be a, a trans woman there or not. And if he didn't know, it's kind of fucked up for the producers to put him in that situation because that, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not fair. And the problem is though, what really has, irked me was the girls in the house, the way they treat her, the transgender woman, is there was a few things that were said that to be totally frank, you guys, to be honest, were hateful, were were bigoted, were um, transphobic. It was hard for me to hear. And it would be one thing if it was just like said and then they moved on, but it was just like recurring through the majority of the episode. And they kept coming back, you know, saying really degrading derogatory things to this um, trans woman. Now, here's the problem with this. Now, granted, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't perfect on on the shows that I was on. You know, I there was things that I did that I that I'm not proud of. But at the very least, what I did that was 10 years ago, not excusing it, but I recognize where things I should not have done. And I feel like I've grown. This is the year 2020. And I feel like a producer or somebody should have stepped in and be like, guys, we can't be hateful towards this person because they are trans. We, we cannot be perpetuating that toxic way of, of treating people in the LGBTQ community. The reason that it is so problematic is because violence towards trans people is, is very much a, a real and awful problem. I, I think statistically, a trans person in the United States, um, I think it's what, two a month um, on average are murdered, like cold-blooded murdered just because they're trans. And here's another interesting statistic is that the majority of the people who are trans and who are murdered are also trans black women. That is what the person is in the show is a trans black woman. Trans black women generally are the ones that are targeted for hate crimes. So this is, from my perspective, really playing with fire because you got these girls in his house that are in competitive mode anyway. Now they're going, ooh, trans woman, easy target. I'm gonna go after her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna direct hatred at her and venom at her because she's a trans woman and they don't think that she should be there. Whatever they think, it, it doesn't matter. The problem is that it is perpetuating a horrible and dangerous and toxic behavior of directing hate at trans people. I, I was blown away when I was watching this. I was blown away. And, and you know, I'm gonna give it another chance, no pun intended. Um, I, I hope that it gets better. I, I hope that as the episodes continue that they will realize the the error of treating people this way just because who they are or who they identify as being. It, it, it's dangerous, man. It's dangerous. You cannot perpetuate hate towards somebody because of 
who they are, how they identify themselves, what color they are, what gender they are. You just cannot do that in this day and age because people take that shit seriously and they are violent towards these people. So I, I, my mind is blown. I was really disappointed to see that much hate towards that individual because they are trans. It's, it's disappointing to me. I, I'm disappointed in the producers. I don't know what they're thinking. God forbid one of those girls in the house who's talking shit to the trans person actually acts on that and is violent towards her. I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm in shock. I'm in shock. I got to be honest. I, I don't think they should have um, allowed that to happen in the house. I think it's a bad, toxic thing to perpetuate. Um, if it was going to go that direction, I think they should have not had a trans person in the house at all, you know? So um, I think that they should save that for shows where it's accepted, you know, um, not set it up for a situation where this person is going to be bullied and badgered based on on how they identify. So anyway, that that's my rant. Um, as I said, I, 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 I'm going to for now put blame on um, the producers of that show. I'm going to put blame on the girls. Um, I hope that um, I like Chance. I think he's a good guy. I, I hope that he evolves through this. And so I'm going to keep watching to, to see that happen. Aside from that, <laughs> take that out of the equation, which is kind of hard to do. But um, aside from that, I thought there was a lot of fun, silly, funny elements of the show. I wish him lots of success. I'm proud of him. And um, uh, let's let's see let's see where this goes. Let's see where this takes us. I'm I'm interested to see. So anyway, I, I would love to hear your comments on this as well. Um, am I being too dramatic about this? Do you agree with me? Um, I'm, it's crazy. I'm, I'm just shocked by it. But anyway, so enough of that. Uh, I am really, really, really excited about the next person that I'm going to be bringing on. Patrick Tango Hunter, who you guys know as the winner of I Love New York season one. He is just a really great dude. Um, I am grateful that he's coming on the show. I talked to him on the phone a little bit before this, and I I'm, I can't wait for all the amazing tea he's going to spill for you guys. You're going to love it. That said, please welcome my next guest, Tango. Hey, Tango, how are you? Nice to see you. I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. I got to say, I, I technically met you just about 30 minutes ago when we were chatting on the phone. And I am already so excited to get into this interview with you because I, I feel like you okay. haven't done a ton of interviews, right? I, I turn down more interviews than, than I accept. Um, I, I will admit that. So a lot of my fans, uh, and, and, I, and I don't do that word. I don't, I don't do fans. I don't think I deserve any fans for anything, but People who keep up with me, I, they'll notice that I don't do a lot of interviews. So I, I'm going to try to fix that, starting with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm very flattered that you decided to do my my podcast. I really appreciate that. Um, and I think you can say fans. I, I get what you're saying. I, I feel weird about that word sometimes. It's like my fans. I like to right. say supporters, you know, um, but I you've done a lot of really cool shit. So I, I think it's um, <laughs> fair to say you've got a good fan base. But so how come you've, chosen not to do as many interviews um see it's, it's kind of and, and I'm, I'm sure you can relate to this that reality tv is unlike any other i guess media outlet it's not like television it's like it's not like films it's a little different you have somebody on the opposite side controlling the narrative through editing all right and for a long long time i was a victim of that, and I, and I'm sure you understand that as well. That yeah, there were things that the general public saw, and they were given that perspective. They were given that narrative, and I always felt as though if 
if I wasn't prepared to kind of give them the appropriate point of view from my perspective in its entirety, I just kind of wanted to kind of stay away from that, you know, and I felt like, you know, we live in a world now where narratives are manipulated. um, And I just didn't really want to kind of get into that. I wasn't ready for it at the time. I had a lot going on in my life. And um, yeah, I just, I just, I just don't think that I was mentally and emotionally there because there was a lot more that went on with that show than a lot of people understand. So. Yeah, I can imagine. and, And I can't wait to get into it with you regarding all of that because you know, ever since I started this podcast, I've had so many different people on that were on these shows, whether it is people from my own show, Rock of Love, or some of the girls from Flavor of Love, or some of the guys. And it's really interesting how many different kinds of perspectives there are. And what was shocking to me was I have, I've had a number of people come on and tell me that it was like really kind of a horrible experience for them, which which is a shame. For me, I, I sort of just like, I played the game, you know? And I, I wasn't right. like, I wasn't showing all my cards. I wasn't showing all my vulnerabilities. So from that perspective, I felt like I did have some control, you know? And if they wanted to make me look bad or whatever, I'd be like, whatever, I was a villain. So of course, but- Well, see, you, you again, with, with you being quote unquote the villain, it's kind of interesting. They, you, you just let that go. Like you, producers feed off of that. You were like, and by the way, you were an awesome villain, by the way. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah, you did a great job. It was fun. And, it's, and it's so strange because you're, you're ridiculously nice in, in real life. So, <laughs> well, thank you. Know, you. Um, yeah, but when, when you're somebody such as myself who, for the, for, for the most part, you know, there were times when I was demonized. There were times when the persp- a perspective wasn't exactly the case. I literally just, and I, and I think I mentioned this to you that I, I've never watched the full episode. Yeah, um, you're not the first person who yeah. said that. That's crazy. Were you just yeah. afraid that you would be uncomfortable with what you saw? Um, I think it was kind of a little trauma. I mean, I was on, I was taping for about a month. Um, and, and you know, a month in reality TV filming feels like a year. Oh yeah. Now, and keep in mind, I'm from the gold, the golden era of reality TV. So when we got on the show, they took our cell phones, they took our, our, our laptops. Uh, we weren't allowed to make phone calls except at certain times and we could only call certain people. It felt like a concentration camp. Um, and I come to understand now that that was more psychological than anything mm. that was purposely done. By the time I left the show, I didn't even know that there was a missile crisis going on. Oh, so. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was so much that happened in the world while I was filming that I was that I I, I wasn't party to. It was weird. Isn't that it, a trip? It, it was a w- weird experience. Yeah, it was it was so strange, and I, I don't know if that was the case. You know, when when you guys filmed, but for us, it was it was secret. Um, nobody knew we were filming. Nowadays, reality TV, you know, the show's going to happen. The the stars are allowed to talk about it, um, and things are different for us. It was super secret. We couldn't talk about it. There was a totally different name for the show when we were discussing it. Yeah, yeah. There was just true. a lot that was different. And uh, yeah, there was a little there was a little trauma. Yeah. Well, know, I will I will I tell you show, so. to um to expand upon what you said. So I did the season of I Love Money three, the one that did not air. And oh, I wow. yeah. I remember so I made it to sixth place and I made it pretty, pretty far into the show. And then after I was eliminated or my, my check was voided, I guess is what they say. Uh, the producers put me in a car with just one of their drivers and they drove me back to the hotel from the set. And I had to stay at the right. hotel, 
you know, until they needed me for like the post-show interviews and that sort of thing. So when they had a, one of the guys drive me back, I realized that he wasn't one of their guys. He was like a local. And this was in Mexico. Wow. And this was like the yeah. middle of nowhere. So the guy right. was really nice. And, but in order to get from the set of where we were filming on I Love Money 3 back to the hotel where, where we were staying, we were driving in the middle of nowhere, Mexico. Like it wow. was, it was like one lane for each direction and just nothing but like jungle That's on insane. either. So yeah. when we were in the car, I I had this terrifying thought. I was with this guy. He barely spoke English. I didn't speak any Spanish. Oh, wow. And I was like, if anything happens to this guy right now, if he gets into a car accident, if he has a heart attack and dies, if he has a stroke, if anything happens, I'm in the middle of nowhere, Mexico. I don't know where I am. I don't have a passport. Right. I don't have a cell phone. I don't have ID. I don't have money. Like I am fucked if anything happens right. to this guy. Right. So yeah, just like what you're saying, like you're just, you're so removed. And and sometimes I got yeah. frustrated with the producers to the degree that they kind of did that to us. Been there. Absolutely been there. It's There are so many stories where, and, 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 and let me say this, because again, a lot of the, the followers of that show or fans, <laughs> a lot of them didn't understand that there was a lot of uh, intervention from, you know, the production. There was a lot of tweaking from the outside. And the interesting thing about me and my character, and when I say my character is this, I didn't know till the show was over that they they made me, they decided on what my character was. Before that, I had no experience on television or any aspirations to be an actor or or anything such as that. So when I went on there, I was as genuine and green as anybody could be. Um, so when things were happening, so when I'm, you know, I was honestly, I didn't really understand it or I really didn't really see it for what it was until the show was wrapped. And people were telling me, man, did you hear what blah, blah, blah said about you? Oh, man, did you hear what? XYZ happened and 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 for me it was just such a situation where I feel like in my current profession I grew up literally on that show and I understood things way differently. Now I understand things way differently now than I did back then. It's it's it was an experience that was both salty and sweet for me. So yeah. That I won't say sense. it was a terrible, horrible experience. I will say it was not always very pleasant. Mm, I, I think that's a very fair statement. So let's talk yeah. about how you got into this because I know you're in Florida. I know that that you did prior to the show and, and still do uh, music. And um, so how did you end up doing music? And then, and then, as you said, you weren't really doing acting or anything like that. How did you end up doing I Love New York? Wow. Um, again, as I said, I had no, at the time, no interest in television or, or what have you at the time. I was, I was very, uh, very focused on music at the time as a writer and as an artist myself. Um, my manager was, they reached out to my manager at the time. Um, and again, I, I understand that everyone has a different process for how they got on the show. For me, my manager said, Hey, uh, Someone wrote me because, you know, my manager managed my MySpace page. Yes, I said MySpace. Uh, right? yeah. this, is, this is how far back this goes. Yeah, MySpace, yeah. Right? same here. And, right. So, you know, they're going, they're going back and forth with my manager. My manager's like, yo, you should do this. You should. I'm like, eh, that sounds like career suicide. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I had that. <laughs> you know, now too. at the time, the only blueprint that I had to go by was what was Flavor Flav's show. 
Mm-hmm. Shout out Flav, by the way. He's but awesome. Love Flav. Awesome guy, man. Awesome guy, man. Great, um, great uh, performer as well and, and yeah. musician. But so you had seen Flavor of Love. So you had an idea. Yeah, I, I, seen, I seen it. And so, of course, looking at that, I'm kind of like, oh, no, sir. Oh, no. <laughs> no, sir. I don't, I don't, I, that's, that's not me. Keep in mind, and, and when, I, when I gave you the whole storyline about me being green and all that, I'm a young man, one foot in the streets, one foot, you know, pursuing my career. Um, I was every bit authentic. Um, I'm just a kid who grew up on, on, on Tampa Bay streets. And I just really honestly, and I would tell you all the time, I had no business there. Now that I think back on what my mindset was at that time. But so when she was mentioning that to me, my, my mind wasn't even focused on that to the point where I, it just really just didn't seem right. But my manager actually convinced me to do it. And um, so I think I bypassed a few levels that other people had to go through to get on the show because I think at the time and, and, and some of the, the guys that were working on the show can, can, can clarify this, but I actually technically was a reserve. Oh, really? Um, somebody, the original person, I believe he was, <laughs> I think he was a New York Giants player. The, I, again, I, uh-huh. this is what was told to me. I guess he didn't pass his STD test or something to that degree. <laughs> That's awesome. I passed mine. <laughs> nice. Right? I passed mine with flying colors. Awesome. But, and your yeah, psych evaluation. I, right, right, right. So that was the capacity <laughs> that I went on show because, again, I, I believe I was one of the last people casted, if I'm not correct. And, um, and, and before I knew it, before I could blink an eye, I was on a plane to L.A. And I'm sitting on the plane and I kid you and I'm like, how in the hell did she get me to do this? <laughs> I, I, and what? And I kid you not. This is this is what this is what the the, the sale was. It was. Listen, it's just going to be you, you know, trying to, to 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 get the affections of a beautiful woman. It's it's kind of a competitive show. And listen, we the show would probably not ever air. It was called something else. It wasn't called I Love New York. It was. They had some kind of code name for the show that wasn't a real show they gave me a list of females that they said so you didn't even know it was new york bingo you know and again, oh, I, wow. I, I hope they're not upset that I, I'm, I'm i'm saying this but people always ask the guys of the show they're like yo and and this is not this is not a knock to new york at all this is just this is just what it was people ask you know also all of you guys went to go you know, to, to be with New York. And, and and with all due respect, I didn't even know it was New York. What were some of the other options? Yeah, they, they, some of my options were uh, hoops. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, one of the options was hoops. Um, another option was, um, goodness, man, I'm sorry. Um, one of the, was it one of the girls from Flavor of Love One? No, no, honestly, the only, the, the only reality uh, show name they mentioned was was hoops. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and and back then, okay. Hoops is <laughs> okay. awesome. There were, <laughs> I'd go on a date with were, hoops. <laughs> but, but again, they, they ran down this 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 uh this list of, of celebrity names and and and, and it kind of it, it slips my mind at the moment, but it was good enough for me and my hormones to say Of course, okay. of course. So Okay. And then they say it's gonna be in a mansion and catering. I'm like, okay, cool. I already had something going on that I had to deal with in, 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 in LA at the time. I'm like, okay, 
My man just like, yo, it'll be like a vacation. You'll be, you'll enjoy it. You got a beautiful female. You, you know, you'll be in a mansion. And, and that was the sale. And, 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 and me, Mr. Young minded and hormonal. And <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, I think that was yeah, um, pretty normal with, with everybody who went on these shows. I know on Rock of Love, some of the girls knew it was going to be Brett Michaels, but a lot of them didn't and knew it was just going to be a rock star. It's like, well, okay, you right, want to right. date a rock star, live in a mansion. That sounds like fun. So well, yeah, it, it, I get again, it. They, they sold, they sold the, the way they sell it. It's in itself is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it worked. Those producers you know? are good at what they do. That's for sure. Absolutely. So Absolutely. when you when you got on the show and it's day one and out comes New York, were you like, holy crap? Because obviously if you saw Flavor of Love, you knew you knew her from that. So what were what were your thoughts? And also, this is kind of a two part question: Did you get to a point where you thought that that you could actually have feelings for her, or did you just kind of realize this is just for a TV show? Thank you for those softball questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, not just me, but when we got there, keep in mind we did not know it was New York, literally. Until she came out the door. Oh my I god! I can't even imagine. <laughs> what I, were you thinking? No, no. Were you like, "Oh me, shit"? <laughs> me and nineteen dudes. Like, uh, 19, it was, it's twenty of us in all. We're standing out in front of this door. And so, when she comes out, yo, I, I kid you not. Every dude, we had to retake that. If I'm not correct, we had to retake that because a couple of dudes were cursing. Like, what the <laughs> hell? What? <laughs> like, wow? What? Because. Of course, she wasn't one of the people that they listed as one of the females that were good. And mind you, she was fresh. Like, she was coming fresh off of the show she was on. You get what I'm saying? So, so she was still in that mindset. Right. So keep in mind, the, the vision I had of New York was a female with, 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 with a kitchen knife in her hand. <laughs> yes. That was the vision I had. Like, I, I didn't know anything else about it except, yeah, she's you know, her standing she's awesome, at the table with the knife in her hand. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right, this is going to be something different. Now, mind you, I, 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 I was cool with a bunch of the other dudes with shop to the extent where, you know, we had to kind of re- reshoot that part because, you know, th- there was just a general just mix of emotions from the dudes. It was, wow. it was, it was, it was insane. It was chaos. That's you know? interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. You know, New York was really great because she definitely showed multiple sides to her personality, her persona. Well, and- well, let me let me let me add let me add this. Here's okay. something that a lot of people don't consider, because of course there was a second season, right? And the interesting thing about that, they knew who they were going to be. Yeah. They 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 they, they went and they purposely knew I'm going to win the heart of New York. We didn't know, so it was a totally different experience. They had time to prepare. <laughs> they saw our pain, right? It's our pain, and they were prepared for it. Yeah, you guys you know? were pushed into the deep end. <laughs> felt like it felt like a guinea pig to a degree. Of course, yeah. yeah I, I, it sounds like that's exactly what it was. So once you kind of just got settled and got into like the rhythm of how things go on these shows, um, did you? And, and New York was was much softer. She showed a softer side to you guys than she did with the girls on Flavor of Love, which, which of course, because on the first show she's competing. This show she's yeah, not. She gave y'all the business. Yeah. 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 So, so did you start to, how, how did you feel about her? Like when, now, now right, that you know so her. Different- and, 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 um, I don't really believe I've ever actually discussed this. So, oh, okay. 
Lacey, all right, nice. let's get to it. Yay. Can't wait to hear Here's it. the biggest misconception. I think people fast forward to the reunion and they draw their own conclusion about the situation. I wish people understood how much of that show you didn't see. I wish people understood how much of our relationship, and I'll go as far as to say that, yes, we had a, it was, it was genuine. We, we, after the show wrapped, you know, things continued. In fact, I'll go as far as to say, and uh, maybe some dudes will get mad at this, is that I was probably the only dude on the show who had a pretty shy of Flav, because I can't speak, me and, me and Flav have never spoke about that, but me and her, we actually had a genuine connection, and we had something genuine after the show wrapped. She'll wow. tell you that herself. And I personally believe that I saw, I, again, I, and, I, and I've said this many times before, I saw Tiffany. I never really saw a whole lot of New York until the lights came on, until the cameras was out. And I started to identify the difference. After the show wrapped, it was all Tiffany. Okay. It was, uh, it was uh, yeah, we, we spoke on the phone. And keep in mind, this was still a situation where the show did not want us to be seen together in public. They didn't want spoilers, um, essentially. Yeah, I, again, I don't know, for obvious reasons. And so we had to take what we could as far as that was concerned, right? And um, so, yeah, so when people ask about our relationship, I mean, separate what you saw on the show, all right? Because that's what the, the production company could control. There was a lot of editing about how you saw it, but everything after the show, nobody ever saw Nobody was ever privileged to our conversations. No one ever, you know, she confided in me. We talked um, through her, uh, her surgery. <laughs> yes, her enhancement. <laughs> uh, yeah, her enhancement. Um, all of that. And, and again, so. So how much and, time and was I, that? And I, that was a couple I of might, months, right? Huh? Before, how much time was that when you guys were, you had to keep it on the down low, but the show had wrapped, but you hadn't done the reunion yet. How much, that was like what, like three or four months? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's and a significant felt, amount of time for, you know. It's pretty lengthy. So imagine, imagine anyone who's ever been through a long distance relationship. It was the same situation. And contrary to what people might think, we were, now, and mind you, I, I can't speak for her. I don't know, I don't know who or what she was into. She I seemed to have genuine that. feelings for you, I thought. But I will, I will say, I can only speak about what I understood or what I knew. We were pretty exclusive. Okay. We were in a definitive relationship oh, after wow. the show. Oh, and wow. I okay. think people, again, because of the theatrics and everything that takes place from the show that aired right down to the reunion show, people are filling in blanks that they simply didn't see. And that's, that's human nature. Human mm-hmm. nature is this. It's kind of like my, my, my social media page. There's things that I'm a very private person. There's things I just don't talk about. And, and if you don't talk about, if you're a dude and you don't talk about your, your girlfriend or your significant other or your wife, you must either be gay. Or single. Or you, mu- you must not be in a relationship. You must be single. Or you must be ashamed of who you're with. Good That's point. society. Yeah. That's how our society is constructed. So what, what people didn't see between me and New, New York they decided to fill in their own blank. So when they got to the reunion show, should I jump to this, Lacey? Should sure, I, should yeah, I go let, in? yeah. I, I was going to get to that anyway. So yeah, let's just. You want do me to go ahead? And, you want me to go ahead and, hit, and, and jump on a segue? Let's you do want it. me to go ahead and just? Yeah, right, so. I, because because yeah, because there was such a, like a strong emotional thing for you, which is a whole other element than just like 
being on a reality show, which in of itself right. is is psychologically incredibly challenging. But see, but see, nobody ever talks about that. No one ever talks about, hey, what was it like during the time frame when you and her came off of the show? You won. There was a proposal. All that good stuff. No one cares mm-hmm. what happened between the show and the reunion show. That is the a only significant part of the whole equation. On, right. The only thing people focus on. They focus on the reunion, the, the, the reunion show, and then everything they didn't see, they just fill in the blanks. So yeah. when I tell people, yeah, we we were we were in a relationship between from the tape when the taping end right to the reunion show. Now, let me go in. Okay. <laughs> Lay it on me. I got I got because again, I feel like if you ask another question that this won't flow very well. So here's what everybody looking for. Pardon me. It's apple juice, vegan base. <laughs> All right. So clearly, people want to know why what happened on a reunion show happened. If this is why they can't make the connection between an authentic relationship. Well, here's why. Keep in mind, we were in the equivalent of a long distance relationship. We were not allowed to be seen with each other. I mean, and so we spoke generally every day um plans and a whole nine and we had an agreement and we talked about establishing things that we didn't establish on the show which was uh everything was rushed along so establishing a friendship establishing honesty establishing the level of loyalty that you need to maintain a relationship right mm-hmm. so imagine me you know few months few few weeks you know, I'm, not, I'm still not watching the show. So I'm not seeing what you guys are That's seeing. That's crazy. Right? I feel like you're kind I'm of like flying blind. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I was a hermit. I don't, it wasn't me. I, I didn't feel very comfortable, you know, because I'm, a, you know, I was, I was still kind of in street dude mode. Were you curious um, though, like what she was saying about you? I had no idea. Didn't want. But you, were, you no weren't curious? And, and, and my brother and my, my mother and people around me, they were very protective and I would tell them don't tell me anything about the show I got to go to work I got I got things to handle I, it, it's done we're good you know wow. what I'm saying I'll, I'll cross all bridges when 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 I come to them that was my mindset but I believe and and I could be wrong but um I think and mind you I'm still doing I'm still doing media tour. I'm still doing a media tour I'm still doing press right which I absolutely couldn't stand right <laughs> um so I'm literally, and I was wrong. It wasn't, it wasn't Wendy Williams. Actually, I, I believe it was Tom Joyner. I was doing a Tom Joyner morning show. Oh, based and, on what we were talking about on the phone call before yeah. this. Yeah. And so so about, we're talking about how you found out that she had said things right, about your right. mom, right? And, and so, and we're leading up to the reunion show. So I'm sitting there, everything, mind you, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, me and her are talking every single day. At any given time, she could have said, hey, yo, Chan, I'm trying to get spicy. So, yo, I'm saying all this belligerent disrespectful stuff yo don't be alarmed i said some crazy some crazy about your moms mm-hmm. but she, she could have said this at any time mm-hmm. right yeah. she could have told me because i call them backroom confessionals where it's just you and they act they're asking you questions and you're you're making comments about other people right like 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 one of my favorite ones i saw chance talking about the guns and all that Right. I thought it was hilarious. But so a lot of her little confessionals 
where she says some disrespect. I'm seeing all this for the first time. She could have at any given time, like be like, hey, Tan, you're going to see some things. That would have softened the blow a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, instead, and, and it was what? just a, a blind side. So, so right. you were on a morning show, you said, and then, and then the it came out and, that way? And so I kid, I kid you not, he's like, hey, man, so, yo, how, you, how do you feel about her talking about your mom like that? I'm You're like, like what? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about, right? Oh, no. And so oh, they, play, they, they play the audio. Oh, my God. Are you serious? On the show. On Jesus. The show, right? Wow. They play the audio. That's brutal. I lean back in my chair. You ever felt so angry that your body got hot? Yes. Like, <laughs> I know exactly what that feeling is. Yes. I, the, the, level, the level of betrayal. And mind you, I had already, they'd already contacted me about the reunion show at this point. And oh I'm God. now, mind you, I want everybody because see, I'm I'm the bad guy for mm. what I did on the reunion show. I'm the bad guy, but stay with me, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I told you, ladies, I'm going to go in. All right, I'm the bad guy. We we're talking like a couple up to this point, or at, at, at the at the bare minimum, we had enough understanding about where we were in our relationship to to rewind a little bit, and we said, "Yo, let's let's get to know each other a little bit more. Let's let's make this thing real." So at no point she's telling me about all this stuff. Oh, man. Right. So I'm riding a hot. I'm like, okay, I didn't really expect all this. And, you know, okay, this, this, this seems okay. All right. So when I heard that, to me, it felt like, can I curse here? Yeah. Please? Can Fuck I? yeah. When I heard <laughs> that and when he started to run down some more audio that I never heard. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. I felt like, yo, this is all bullshit. You know, I am, I am simping right now. Ugh. I felt she got me. This is Hollywood right that now. That sucks. That sucks. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm thinking, oh, so we Hollywood now. So she started to call me, mind you, again. Hitting my phone up and I'm 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 quiet, I'm distant. It got a few days before I hop on the plane to go do the reunion. Um, before I heard all this, it was like, man, I'm excited. I'm gonna fly up. I finally get to be public. You know, we get to be normal. Were you right? thinking that you were actually gonna get married? Because I know there was a proposal. Were you were you like was that was that like partly for show and like oh well let's just see what happens because clearly you had feelings for her and, and it sounds like she did for you. Or like, did, did you really think that was going to happen? The whole marriage thing? That, uh, okay. And that was completely production. That okay. was, uh, yeah, that was something I never really wanted to do. But at um, least not yet. Anyway, it was very early all. in the game. And, and, I, and again, another thing that, right. And another thing people have to understand is, is again, where I was, where we, me, me in New York, where we were on the show is this. We were two people who were connected genuinely. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think people are intelligent enough to watch this show. No disrespect to nobody to know. Not one, nobody stood a chance after about a certain point. And it's not all their fault. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I was the only sober dude in the house the most of the, most of the time. You know? And so at some point, and this, this was told to me, production had to step in and say, yo, could y'all step away from the bar? This dude was over here every night knocking. You know? And wow. I'm honest, every single night I'm getting busy. <laughs> every night I'm sitting, I'm the, 
I'm I'm the first, I'm the last dude that she sees because everybody else is passed out. Wow. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So honestly, it wasn't because there wasn't that competitive nature. It's just because y'all had an open bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, easy way to get rid of the competition. <laughs> so, so with that being the case, imagine night after night, week after week, you and this person, just like any other person meets somebody, we started to form a bond. So was, was she sleeping in the house? Because with us, Brett wasn't sleeping in the house. So we didn't really get, even if we wanted more time with him, it just wasn't available. But was New York sleeping in the house? This is just my understanding because I believe that for the most part, she did. I think there were just times she didn't. But for the most part, she had her own wing Home, her own situation, and 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 I've I've been in there. They, I, I went on a tour. It, it was pretty dope. But yeah, um, to answer that question, for while I understand, she stayed in the house for the majority of the time. Of course, there were there were obvious times when she was not in the house. But I'll go as far as to say she actually stayed in the house. So let's go back to the the comments about your mom. So that that was one thing. And I got to be honest, even when I was watching the show, I was I was confused because I didn't have the backstory of everything that no, you just no, said. No, no, I'm being honest here. Wait, right. wait. Remember, let me finish the honesty. So when you saw me go on the reunion show, I'm in full get, get back mode. Okay. I'm, it makes sense. I've been few. So that when, was totally The moment real, I heard every piece of that audio, my brother sits down with me. He's just like, yeah, man, I just ain't want to. You told us to kind of keep that away from you, you know, and I'm unraveling. Oh, man. Right? I'm literally just like, okay, we Hollywood now. Because it's a betrayal. Right? It was. Thank you for using that word. Because the betrayal. first thing people think about, they think about the betrayal on the reunion show. Mm-hmm. But they don't think about the betrayal that occurred behind my back. Well, what's crazy is <laughs> that she herself was so close to her mom. So she understood Bingo. the the um, mother daughter mother son relationship and how important that is and how much that matters. And really, if you really want to, if you really want to get someone, if you if you if you have somebody that you hate, if you have an enemy and you really want to get them, you go after their loved ones. That's like some mafia shit, <laughs> you know. You go let after me, their me, mom. Me, you and listen, if, if we're gonna if we're gonna go deep, you know what I love about. Your fans, the the people who view your show, they're intelligent, all right? They don't feed into the theatrics that most people who watch a show like this are going to feed into. They are intelligent enough to understand this. You got 20 dudes who are coming on a television show to supposedly win your heart, right? But when they get on the show, you're insulting them. Other people are insulting them. There are demeaning challenges. Now, mind you, this is okay if, like, we're season two and you know you're coming to meet New York. Right, but you don't so know what you know, you're signing up for. You know what you're, you know what you're getting into. Right. Baby girl, yo, I came here to, I came here to, I came here to get at you. So how does it ever make sense? So when people... And again, by the way, I got I to gotta take a moment and I got to say this because I'm a man who walks the path of peace. So when I talk about this, I talk about this in the perspective of a 26, 27-year-old man. All right? I'm, I'm not 26, 27 anymore. Black don't crack, but 
But you, but, <laughs> that but you, went you okay. mentally. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but no, you're um, good. I, I'm speaking from the perspective uh, that I was in at the time. Now, I want people to understand that I'm happy for her. Um, I love to hear about how well she's doing. Um, I think cooler heads prevail. I'm a strong believer that hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Um, so when I was hurt, you know, I'm not somebody who 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 is known for putting his heart out in that that way. So if I happen to drop my defenses, if I happen to drop my guard, that's a big deal. I think that deserves a certain level of respect, and you should uh, take care of that. Right. And I and when that occurred. I just felt as though it kind of put things in a different perspective for me. And now wrap all of this up in a ball. You're talking about my mother. Well, yeah, I, w- I was going to make... Talking, you're, talk- you're talking... I'm hearing all of these backroom confessionals. Um, everything ranging from my skin. Everything ranging from, you know, the jewelry. Just insult after insult after insult. It's hurtful. I started to kind of, it started to paint a new picture about what's going on here. Well, let me ask you this. I'm going to play devil's advocate just for a second. Not that I am excusing any of that because you were totally valid in your feelings about that. And and yeah, it is hurtful. And yeah, it is a betrayal. And and yeah, it also triggers your um, protective instinct to protect your loved ones. Um, my, My question from devil's advocate perspective I talk about the producers a lot on this podcast and how much influence they have. Now, there's times where producers will, you know, they kind of let you do your own thing, but other times they'll be right. like, hey, you should say this funny thing. Like, wouldn't it be funny if you said that? And then it's also up to you to to, to take the bait or, or not. So I'm wondering how much of this with regards to New York and the things that she said about your mom or, or some of the more hurtful things she said about you. I'm wondering how much maybe the producers were saying like, hey, it can't just be like lovey-dovey New York or lovey-dovey Tiffany Pollard rather. Um, that'll get boring. We, you know, New York is funny Yo, because of the crazy shit she are, says. You are the real MVP. You, I, see, this is what I like about you. Intelligence. You you just went where I was about to go. I love where you're at. Bingo. <laughs> That's, see, when cooler heads prevail, when everything went to hell in a handbasket, right? And things start to simmer down a little bit and everything start, starts to unravel. I didn't know that producers went to some of the dudes on the show and say, yo, get at his neck. Yeah. That's why I spent the last five episodes isolated and miserable. That's why. Because you don't go from me and Chance if... They had to cut out a large part of the, 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 the first few episodes because me, Chance, and all the dudes got along just fine. And that's, that's not good for TV. Right, exactly. So when that, those producers started to kind of insert that influence and tell them, hey, man, listen, this dude won a week ago. You better do something about this. Get at his neck. You know, and they did exactly that. So whether it was 12-pack, Chance, Real, yo. Yeah. 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 Let me, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not really, my bad. Okay. No, you're good. It was, that was a, yeah, I'm a sorry. heartbreaking. I just, the, 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 again, I, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked just because. That's know, okay. I hear everything you're I, saying. Again, is... another, another thing people, and I don't, I don't, I don't think I really want to get into this, but it just, um, real man. It's just, it just, I think something that makes me a little bit, um, 
you know, something that kind of draws a lot of emotion is that how sad a lot of people didn't understand how me and his relationship was. You know, you saw the show, but you didn't see me and this dude interacting after the fact. Just um, just a good friend, man. Um, and I wish the world saw more of that, you know, and that that kind of sucked and that hurt. You know, and uh, good dude, and I didn't get to say bye. To, I didn't get to say uh, goodbye to that dude, man. And um, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and, and when something, I've lost a lot of people in my lifetime to things like street violence, and um, but uh, yeah, that one, that one kind of took me to a different place. I'm sorry to kind of no, kind of got a little bleak. I'm sorry. A, I just I, when I mentioned his name, it just kind of you know that's you know. It's, it's kind of like something I don't really talk about anymore. Just, uh, yeah. I think bad. it's important to talk about Sorry. because that that element of the show, I mean, Real was a really good person. He was a great person. He had a no, big no, but heart. In, re- in, re- and, in real life. Like, yeah. I, and I didn't know him that well, but I, I had met him. But every person that I know that that knew him or had a relationship with him had nothing but incredible things to say about him. I think it is good to talk about this kind of stuff. It's it's sad, but I think it's good to to never, keep the I've memory alive. Really, but understand yeah, how never, great he actually yeah, was, I, the impact that it had on people, his loss. I think that's important for people to see. I never really addressed it because it kind of, it was, uh, you know, it was... It was a deep loss, man, because, you know, after the show, you know, he was genuine. Like, you know, a lot of the beefs and some of the things that that were going on between me and other guys real squashed that. Um, There was things that I was about to do. Because I was a 27-year-old young man at the time. And, you know, he gave me a phone call and... um, just uh, I, I, so it just it just it's sad that when people ask me about him, they ask from the perspective of the character that he played on that show, because outside of that show, he was larger than life, like husband, uh, you know, father, brother, hell of a friend, and. Um, it's hard to it's hard to speak about him because you know it just still after after he passed it just doesn't feel it just doesn't feel very real. Yeah, you know? I, I'm um, so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. There, there's nothing. Well, see, worse and it's than... weird because nobody nobody has ever asked me about real because again, kind of like I told you about New York. Nobody's people. We're and you understand this. We're 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 we're, in, we're encased forever in those episodes. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, there was life after that show. <laughs> I always Onyx tell is my, people Onyx, that. Onyx, Onyx is my man. That's my, yeah. that's my brother. Nice. Um, Boston is my brother from another. That's so, I love that. You guys are like such an odd, uh, not an odd crazy. friendship, but an odd, like you wouldn't guess that. Like, like if knowing, spending a little time with him, Spend a little time with you. Uh, Mr. Boston was actually on this podcast a couple of months ago, and you wouldn't pick the two of you to be buddies, but but you guys were. Was he wearing the thong? That's awesome. Was he wearing the thong or no? <laughs> he might have been. He? I think he just, I mean, technically, I only saw from here up, so God only knows what was from yeah. the belly button down. So <laughs> it's possible. But, um, these, but yeah. These guys are, again, I formed, there was a, and it's and it's kind of, it's kind of weird, but there was a, there was a brotherhood, man. It was a, my man Wood, um, 
and a lot of, you know, Token, a lot of the guys off the show, man, we formed very great relationships. And Real was one of those dudes where we spoke um, and we talked. And it was usually, it was just random. You know, mind you, LA time compared to, you know, you know, me being here in Florida, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, just, you know, just, I, I'm just, I try to keep those great memories and those great conversations. Yo, man, I'm gonna come down, we're gonna do some music or come over to the studio or whatever the case may be. I remember those times and, you know, it, it, the, the thing that, that he always kind of keeps in my mind when I think about real is this, you know, always keep people, you know, always give people their flowers when, when they're here. Like, like if I'd have known what I known because if I would know what if I known what I what eventually happened, you know, I'd have made that trip, you know, to Cali like we talked about, you know, to to, to kick it. Um, I mean, some other things we discussed, you know, I would have done that. Yeah, you know, and of that's course. that's what bothers me so much. You think people are going to be here, yeah. and the reality is, is everything has an expiration date, and um, yeah. It's, it's the most beautiful things in the world have expiration dates. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's, it's it's so sad, and I, I'm so sorry that you that that you or anybody that was in his life had to experience a loss of him because it was su it was such a, a great loss um, to so many people. And I, I think it's good for people to understand the impact of that. Um, so, with that said. I know one of the craziest moments was there's a couple of crazy moments on your show, but with with you and Chance, and so oh. I want to get into that. But I I want to know how it real what his perspective of all that did he just kind of like let his brother do his thing? Did he try to 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 keep the peace? And and before you answer, I just want to add one more thing. What's funny is um, so I'm married and my husband is awesome because he a lot of times we talk a lot about like for me, life in the world through the eyes of being a woman. And he tells me about life in the world through the eyes of a man, which, which you don't right. really think about because you think that your perspective is the perspective because that's the only one that you know, right? So right. when, so I love talking to my husband because he and I think a lot alike, but he often tells me like, no, guys do this because, because this is what the reality is for guys, which is not the reality for women. I'm like, oh yeah, I, that makes sense. So what I'm getting at is, one of the fundamental differences between women and men. Oftentimes with my husband, I'm like, so many times that men handle crazy situations like calmly, like like surprisingly calmly, and girls right. are like losing their minds. And, and he is like, well, babe, he goes, girls, women go through life. Like we can, for the most part, we can run our mouths and talk mad shit and pretty much for the most part, nothing's going to happen to us. But he's like, if a guy does that, we'll get punched. Like it, it will be violent. And that's the big difference. I'm like, oh yeah. So he's like, we're yeah. not being calm. We just don't want to like be punched or, or like get into a physical altercation. So with that said, you know, rock of love, you know, one dude, bunch of girls in a house. And then, you know, flavor of love, one dude, bunch of girls in the house. That in of itself is volatile. But for the most part, you don't really have to worry about like a danger level of like the girls like beating the crap out of each other. I think it has happened, but it's not ever going to be as serious as like if two dudes beat the crap out of each other, then it's like someone's in the hospital, you know, totally different. Right, right. So as volatile as Rock of Love and Flavor of Love, it's in knowing this, thinking about it from this way, it's crazy to me that the producers would put all these dudes in a house, all this testosterone, and then like, now, why don't you go 
poke the beast with a stick. Now, once you go talk shit, like, of, of course, it's going to erupt. And I, it's right, right, right. You know what, right. I'm, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. you and Chance, like, holy crap. You know, I saw all the producers were running in and the security. So, let's, let's get into that. Let's dissect that a little bit. Oh, man, that is so shocking uh, to hear in 2020 that somebody actually believed that Chance would actually fight me like that. Um, yeah, that's the other thing, too, because you're uh, it's, Chance is, I, I like Chance. I, I like him. But you're yeah, he's, a big he's, he's dude. I, if I was going to be betting on somebody, <laughs> my money would probably not be with Chance. Uh, <laughs> keep it, keep it. I mean, he's a, he's a character. He's a character. And um, I don't know exactly what was going through his head at the time. I should say I was never in fear for my life or nor did I ever feel because he had a lot of those and we call in the house we call them tantrums tantrums. Mm, tantrum, yeah. We yeah. never really saw them as signs of true aggression. I, I never I never I never felt that way. I, I I I I'm shocked that people took it. When I came off of the show, I'm shocked that people saw what he was doing as an intention to fight. I never saw that. Okay. When I was in the house, this is me whenever he, he took off. <laughs> I was sitting there just like, security's gonna come on out. He's gonna get riled up. Um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sitting here like this. You know? Boston's in the back. I love Boston's hilarious. Boston's like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, here we go again. That's Boston, right? He's like, he's having another tantrum. That's Boston. So I'm sorry, that's my Boston. I usually have better Boston impersonation. He's gonna kill me. That was me. good. That was good. Um, I like it. <laughs> you know, uh, Tango. Listen, listen. <laughs> all right, yeah. Listen, I know what I'm talking about. That's my Boston. But but back to Chance. No, I really, honestly, don't really feel as though. You know, he. he you know, there was a lot of liquor in the house. Um, mm. <laughs> and you can't there's leave. There's no outlet. House. At all. There's and, no and So I really don't feel, I, I honestly, the only way I can answer that question is that I never really felt it. There were maybe one or two times when I was like, <laughs> is he serious? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, when I heard about the palm tree, I was like, <laughs> I said, Which, who won? The, him or the palm tree? I mean, he was a, he was a small dude back yeah. then. And, 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 and I haven't seen him in a while, but, you know, I, I'm assuming he still has the same metabolism. <laughs> and um, I don't know what to tell you, but no, nobody in the house, nobody in the house with exception to maybe Boston, felt threatened by chance mm. in that way. Um, yeah. and, 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 and I should I should go and say this as well. Um, uh, genuinely, I believe, you know, he's a he's a good guy. I think he's, uh, you know, I think he's an intelligent guy. I think he understands where you know, his, he understands his fan base, which is great. He's and, entertaining uh, I think as hell. Overall, I think he's hella, I think he's hella entertaining. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? General, gen, gen, uh, in a, in a general sense, I think he's just a, I think he's a good dude, man. And, uh, and I heard he's doing good in life and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy for him, man. That's really nice yeah. of you to say and very, very, um, mature of you <clears throat> to say, put all that. Yeah. And I mean, it was a long time ago. I think Chance is great. I've always been a fan of his. Yeah. I, I think he's really entertaining. I actually, um, before I brought you on, I spoke a little bit at the beginning of this, um, episode about his new show. I'm like super proud of him. He's doing just kicking ass out there. 
But I express, I I feel um, a little bit uncomfortable and um, not really vibing. Well, I'm going to be so, lazy and, and you be tango. Tell me what's on your mind. I, <laughs> there was a lot of things that were going on that were said, um, situations right. that I, I thought were transphobic. And right. um, I when I talked to you on the phone earlier, uh, you had a unique perspective because of somebody that's in your life specifically. Right. Um, well, I don't know. I think, you know, when me and you talk, I think you're talking about, I guess, just bouncing off the fact that, I guess, on his show, there's uh, someone who identifies with, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, what, what is, how do they end it? It's um, a trans, it? trans female. So it's, it's okay. somebody who was technically born male, but she identifies as female. And um, I mean, it's one thing if you're not, you're, people, we're attracted to who we're attracted to. We can't help that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think they should have had her on the show. I think that's just creating a really toxic, volatile environment to have, well, you know, but-, but, well, but well, 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 let me know what you saw because again, I, I and mean, you're right. I have a personal experience in my life as far as, you know, me, but I really want to hear what your, your, your perspective on that actually is. That sounds very, you know, that sounds very interesting. Well, you know, I I know that they brought all kinds of different people onto the show as potential matches for dating. And they brought, you know, black women, white women, all kinds of different women from different backgrounds, which is cool. That That's cool. You know, they right. have a, an older woman on there. They have skinny women. They have heavier women. So I get it from that perspective of like, you know, um, s- the craziness ensues when, when you put people with this kind of personality with or, or this type of style or vibe or whatever with somebody who's who's opposite that makes sense the problem right. with with doing this with tr- with a trans person when the the main bachelor of the show is not attracted to that um and i and also i don't know if this was if chance even knew that they were going to bring a, a trans person on which if that's the case that's fucked up towards a trans person and towards chance but the problem is is that the um this country has not gotten past the hatred towards those in the trans community and the LGBTQ community. And right. the fact of the matter is the the violence against people who are trans, who are gay, is still very much a reality. Hate crimes against those people are very much a reality. So if you bring on a trans person so that they can be subjected to uh, people going like, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. That's right. that. And this, this hatred just because they're trans, we're not right. there in society yet where that hasn't been resolved yet, that we can make jokes about that, that we can, that we can clown around about it. The problem is that the, the worst case scenario with transphobia is that someone ends up murdered simply because of who they identify as, as being. So right. it's, it's um what my fear do you, is you, do you would you say that they you think that there's a there's an era of exploitation you think that maybe they're they're kind of maybe exploiting this person to a degree that's you a know, great what, what way to word say? it yeah i think it's actually yeah. absolutely exploitation but the problem is that if if um somebody's watching the show or some of the girls themselves on the show who all a lot of them said terrible things to this person as well right. it's perpetuating oh, wow. wow yeah it's yeah. i mean referring to him like straight up calling calling her out as like you know you, whatever you oh, man okay. like okay now i see what's out going of on here. what okay. how she identifies purposely not 
referring to her, how she identifies, but you're going, you're like, you're a man. That's what you are. Or saying that thing or calling her it, which is incredibly offensive. Oh, wow. Her, wow. her, um, wow. her yeah. given name was Mangina, which is like incredibly offensive as well. But the problem is- Are you serious? I'm totally really? serious. I'm totally serious. Wow. It would be funny if it was, if it was, there was no harm attached to it. But the reality is, it's perpetuating- yeah, I'm just shocked that in our current climate that they would- I'm shocked. Like, I'm yeah. shocked. Um, wow. Yeah. So um, just so people can understand wow. you, um, do you want to talk about the person yeah, that, I mean, what, what, take, what your perspective what, is? Take me, for instance. Um, I have a brother who's a gay male. And I think here we are. And we are in a society. And, and my brother, who's older than me, you know, he came out at a time when it wasn't, it, he came out at a time where he could have got hurt for coming out. Um, it was a shock to me, of course. Um, and how old were you? you? Know, I, oh man. I mean, I was old enough, but it, it was, I was, what I was, I want to say maybe 18, 19, something to that degree. And I love my brother to death. It didn't really change much for me. It was, it was a situation. It was, it was more educational than anything. And I think this is what everybody's lacking. And, and again, I think at the end of the day, whether you're somebody who approves or disproves. I'm somebody who says what somebody does in their personal life is really none of anybody's business. It's yeah, kind of me. Thank you. Um, yes. I just really don't understand why a straight man such as myself would care about what's happening in another man's bedroom. Number one, I don't really care. So if, if, if that's your, uh, if that's what you identify with, if that's, if that's who you are, that's for you. That's between you and that's your life. For me, that I, I don't think anybody, again, let me say this, and my brother taught me this. I think the problem in our world right now, you know what? I'm going to do better. The problem in our country, um, a lot of the issues in our country stems from what I like to call the human condition. Um, and if you don't heal the human condition, you'll never fix anything. And for instance, a lot of people believe we have a president who thinks that he can fix problems by fixing an aspect of the economy. I don't know if that's the case. We'll see by the end of his term, all right, if, if that is true. But based on what I see in our society right now, creating more jobs for a particular class of people isn't going to solve any problems. Um, What's going to solve the problems is we have to have conversations. Mm -hmm. We have to have conversations. We, whether you, I can sit across from people with different religious stances. I can sit across from people who come from different backgrounds, different nationalities, different race groups, and I can have a conversation with people to better understand. I can sit down and have a, con a conversation with somebody who is a Klansman. Why? Because I've reached a stage in my life where I'm trying to save people as opposed to shun people. Yeah. And so when I see a situation such as this, to me, I see an issue where we have things going on in America that Americans are not prepared for. Um, and we should be very sensitive to those situations. I don't, I don't care if you agree with that community or this community or you don't understand it. That's not the issue. The, the issue is, is at the end of the day, these are people. These are humans. Right. 
Yeah. I always you you've been you've probably been on my, my my page before. I'm 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 an advocate for the so-called black man, and people always ask me why do you refer yourself? Why do you refer to yourself as a so-called black man? Because black is a color. All right, black is a color. Black is not a culture. Black is a color. Um, and with that being the case, I want someone to see me as a human being. I want somebody to see me to see past my skin color. And see me as a brother. I got a bunch of friends that are in the military. And when they're out there in the trenches, ain't no color out there. There's no color with some of my brothers out there in Afghanistan right now. There's no color. There's just my brother. And in order to solve my problems in my community, the so-called black community, I need to also teach, I need to preach and teach humanity. Um, well said. And to me, this is just kind of sad to hear because at the end of the day, we can agree. We can disagree with somebody's identity or preference or whatever it is you want to say it is. That again, here's another, that's another debate. I'm not here to debate it. But do you or do you not see a living, breathing individual here? Where's the respect? Yeah, and compassion Where's also the, is a right, big one. And you don't have you don't have to understand the alphabets they use to identify their, their group. Do you or do you not see a living, breathing individual here? Absolutely. And What's that worth to you? I think... I'm personally... Just, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say perpetuating um, a, a, a hatred or perpetuating a rejection of somebody based on what they look like, where they come from, who they love, how they identify themselves. I mean, that we have a lot of healing to do in this country still, but I, it just it disappoints me. I mean, I'll be honest with you. We we have to have some conversations. I love what you did, the exchange you had with Buddha. With Buddha. Um, just just um an amazing uh interview you had. Why? Because you have two people who civilly discuss different takes on some serious issues. I thought it was brilliant. I thought you handled yourself brilliantly, and I thought Buddha had some very, very interesting takes. Um and for me, I wish that that's how we handle things in our communities. I, I really do. Totally agree with you. And unfortunately, people let their their anger and their emotions and their past baggage and their triggers cloud their judgment and their actions. And then this is how we end up in trouble with people being hurt or attacked or or victimized um, or. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, back to what you said. Yeah, that's applicable here as well. And Tango, I I am so sorry. I hate to do this to you. Uh, I unfortunately we're running out of time. I want to ask oh, you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no. You're good. Ooh, can we do a part two? I was literally about to ask you that because there's a few a few of you guys who are just so fascinated to speak to and and hear you talk. And I know that the fans really wanted me to ask you. Um, I know you want to talk about this too, about um, the situation with White Boy. And there was a few other things we were going to get into that we're just out of time. But, and also I want to um, take a moment just to quickly talk about the things that you're working on now. But um, I wanted to ask you if you would mind coming back because I definitely want to have you come on. I feel like you have more to say. And I, I feel like, I, no, no, no. Hold on. We got, we got to do this right. If we're going to, I want your fans. Because see, I know how they are. All right. Y'all have questions that I did not answer. All right. Y'all get it. Y'all get it, Lacey. Y'all let her know. Yeah, like, I listen, always get blamed for this, by the way. This, I, I like to let you listen, guys go. Will, <laughs> I'm doing this. I'm, I'm going to answer these questions on your platform. Oh, I haven't even so answered nice. any of these questions on my, my platform. And I feel as though, you know, 
we owe it to the fan base of this show and and just reality TV fans in general yeah. to kind of touch on some questions that they have. So tell your tell your your viewers and your fans. Bring it on. Oh, that's so that's I'm so here. cool. You get a part two. Absolutely. Love that. I really appreciate that, Tango. Thank you so much. And before I let you go, let's talk about everything that you are working on right now. I, I know you're working on like really cool stuff and you're still doing right. entertainment. And also you're an activist, which I, I totally respect. Can I talk about that? Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah I, I, right. I, I love um, people who are passionate about the causes that matter to them that are important. So let's let's talk about it. Absolutely. Um, big shout out to Angels for Animals here in Tampa. Um, they do great work. I, I, everybody knows how I am as it relates to my own animals. Um, you know, we, we've been pretty active in, in shutting down puppy mills and things such Love as that. Love that. Love that. Um, it's great. Um, I'm very, like, again, I, I just, you, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a special place in hell for people who abuse animals. I, I, I firmly believe that. Good for um, you, man. And, um, that being said, Angels for Animals, uh, Humane Society of Tampa, um, just great organizations who I've worked with in the past. If you're looking for an, an, a new friend, go, go visit one of these locations. Um, there's a lot of animals that need great homes, mature animals as well. I know we all want the Puppies. cuddly little puppy, but there's some very mature, great dogs or cats that need some great home and they already come um, trained usually and yeah they're go. great great go. animals I'm, and, and i want i want to squeeze all this in and, and also again my, my 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 care and share program where you know i'm happy to say you know we're, we're feeding a lot of families that were affected um you know throughout the whole COVID 19 situation oops i said the c word oh it's okay oops. you're good it's good all right um <laughs> um, the pandemic. Well, we feed a lot of families, you know, and I, I get a lot of emails all the time. I get a lot of messages, and it's something that you know. Again, I tell people all the time: if working with me on this project, got my man, um, Big J the Barber, um, Buckwheat from Wild ninety four point one. Um, man, uh, the list goes on of everyone who helps him with this program. It is community based. That's we awesome. don't advertise. We don't talk about it. We get out there and we we get the job done in our community. You're in the trenches. And I'm really proud of that. And Hands I've on. never got a chance to public because again, we're all about we we we're against the clout chase. We do this because people need help. People need food. People need what they need. Um, um, the children's home of Tampa as well. They need a lot of things. Um, big shout out to my man Frankie, who's over there at that organization. And I, I'm again. I, I know I'm trying to squeeze a lot of stuff in, and I'm we'll, gonna put we'll all pick of it these, up in part two. But those, I'm gonna put these this are the in the things description. no one ever asked me about that I'm the most proud of. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm directing. Yes, uh, I do uh, production work. Um, yes, I'm working on. There's more reality TV on the way. Yes, that's, I heard a rumor. That's so cool that you possibly are going to be doing some more reality. Yeah, stuff, so I just I just want people to understand awesome. like uh, that's that's what my true legacy is, and I know that sounds corny. No, but, it's not. I think that's super um, important. And as I said, I'll, I'll put all of this that you're talking about in the description um, yeah, uh, below the YouTube video, so that way people yeah, can um, go and speaking of my links. man Buckwheat from Wild ninety four point one, he uh, he's creating his organization that is going to. Uh, be really supporting Sickle Cell um, and he's creating his own foundation. I'm working with him on that. It's just um, something that affects um, men, uh, women, and he has a sister that's that's afflicted by it. And I just want to speak out on that because it doesn't, Sickle Cell doesn't get a whole lot of attention for whatever reason. Um, and he's working hard on that. We're very passionate about that program and we'll be dropping some information about that very, very soon. 
That's so. great, man. That you're doing a lot of really, really important work. And and you know, I always tell people like nobody has to to be Mother Teresa, but if we all just do a little bit, then collectively it it adds up and it makes a difference. And Absolutely. so, where can people find you on social media if they want to come find you on Instagram? What what, what platform do you prefer? Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm making my way back to Facebook, but, but I am very, very active on my Instagram page, which is this is Tango, T-H-I-S, not, not the Ebonics. <laughs> this is Tango. Um, and same for Twitter um, as well. So if, and, and yes, I do, I do try to make it a habit to kind of answer all of the, the questions you guys send me. Um, and uh, <laughs> I apologize if I haven't gotten back to everybody yet, but uh, I'm going to make it a point. You know, Lacey's inspired me. She's, <laughs> you know, she's giving me that you know, that, that energy. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, especially you have so many things that you want to do, not just as an entertainer, but by just making society a better place for humans and animals. Right. And and so it's good to have that, that group uh, cheering you on because then they want to be a part of it. Like, what can we do to help? And it, beca- and it goes from becoming like an individual thing to uh, a cultural thing, a society thing, a, a community thing. And as Absolutely. I said, we all work together. I'm a big you know, advocate of uh, power in numbers. So we all come together. To- Last time I checked, we got one planet. Um, <laughs> and we got to live on it together. Um, I just don't get it. You know? Dude, I just I'm don't, right, just there, don't right there with you. It's important that our planet's health the environment, it's all really important stuff. We've got to make sure that we have laws in place that protect it. But that is a conversation for another day because I could talk about that for another six hours. But I, I am, I'm grateful to you for, for coming on. And I'm also grateful to you that you want to come back again because I, I want to get more into stuff that we Yo, just sort of touched part on. Two, so. Part two, we got to get busy. Yes. Like we got to get busy. Let, let me have it, man. Part two, we got to get busy. I'm you know, all expect, about it. Lacey, they're expecting some stuff from us. Yes, you know? yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, well, Tango, you're awesome. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you coming on. And um, and let's definitely stay in touch and congratulations with all the cool absolutely. stuff you got going on. Absolutely, absolutely. Yo, dedicated to my man, Real. Um, shout out to my guy, um, you know. Indeed. Yeah, that was, my, that was actually my first time talking about that, so. Yeah. Well, I appreciate uh, you you opening up because I think it's important to keep his name and his memory alive for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to everybody who supports and um and and I know this is your show, but I want everybody to be good to yourself and more importantly, others, if you don't mind. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Tango. And I will talk to you soon, my friend. Be be well, right. take care of yourself. Later, guys. Bye. All right. So I know, I know, I know you guys are going to scold me in the comments. We didn't get to so much of the stuff, but you know what? I, I'm okay with that because I'm excited to bring Tango on uh, in the near future. I'm going to bring Safari back as well. And, and listen, Tango had lots of awesome stuff to, to say, to talk about. I really didn't want to cut him off um, uh, with questions that we didn't get to because I know that I'm just going to have to bring him back and get those other questions answered. So um, yeah, this was this was a fun interview. I, I really like Tango. He's a, he's a good dude. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, I also want to give a shout out to you guys who are watching. I just want to say thank you for continuing to watch the podcast, continuing to hit the thumbs up and the subscribe. You guys have been awesome. I love all your feedback. I love your comments. And I just, I appreciate you guys so much. I want to give a shout out to my contributors as well. You guys have literally helped keep the podcast going. And, um, you know, specifically uh, Mike P, specifically Jen, specifically 
Zena, uh, there's so many of you guys that have, have made so many contributions to this podcast. And I, I just appreciate you guys so much. If you're interested in becoming a contributor, uh, I've actually added new ways to do that. Usually I uh, go through PayPal, but I'm also going through Venmo and Cash App just to make things a little bit easier for you guys. So please go to the website, talkoflove.net slash contribute and check out all the cool rewards that we have. We've got reaction videos. We've got uh, video shout outs. We've got Skype chats. We've got all kinds of cool stuff. So definitely check that out. We've got merch as well. If you go to talkoflove.net, click on merch and we've got all kinds of t-shirts. We've got lots of cool stuff, you guys. So definitely please check that out. And um, also, if you really want to show your support, it's easy. Just click the subscribe button. Make sure to hit share and make sure to click the thumbs up. Um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for, for staying with me. Love you guys so much. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you next Monday. Don't threaten me with a good time. Bye guys.